0: Hi, I'm Sam Garland. I'm an actor in Brooklyn, New York, and I believe that everyone on this planet is deeply creative. And not only that, I believe that engaging with our creativity is what connects us to our humanity and to our divinity. Whether it's starting a business, homeschooling your kids, cooking, painting, dancing, writing, acting, knitting, gardening. We are all called to express ourselves in myriad incredibly unique ways. These are our gifts to the world. And yet, and yet, most every artist suffers terribly from self-doubt, from fear of public humiliation, from being too hard on themselves. That's certainly been my journey. I've done a lot of work on why my brain attacks when I'm being creative and how I can let this thing that I'm called to do out into the world. I'm still figuring it out, and I invite you to join me. Hi, my friends. Welcome back. Um, Episode six, and really interestingly, because I feel like I've been talking a lot about how hard things have been and I feel like sometime in the past week things have turned and it's so interesting because it ties into actually the topic that I had wanted to talk about last week and then sort of went on a tangent I think multiple tangents last week that were still really really interesting Um, but it allowed me to think more deeply about this question of identity and So I don't know if you have imaginings that podcasting is somehow a glamorous activity. I don't know who would have that. But if you do, let me please disabuse you of that notion. Um, Because I was thinking this week about, I live in New York City. I live in Brooklyn, specifically. It's my absolute favorite, most beloved place to live. Um, And one of the joys of it uh, is that in the summertime, there is guaranteed to be some kind of a block party, some kind of person playing loud music just down the street in the evenings, uh, on the weekends especially. And by the evenings, I mean like mid-afternoon till early morning. And it's both a really joyful thing and sometimes a really frustrating thing, depending on the mood that you're in. Um, but it's pretty guaranteed and there's something really great about it. Sort of like, as we emerge from the pandemic, this sense of people coming back alive and coming out of their homes and finding ways to gather. So I sort of love the energy of it, um, but in terms of podcasting, it's sort of a horror because you, the whole point is to have a place that's quiet um, and that doesn't pick up background sound. And so I had been collecting cardboard boxes in some kind of attempt to figure out like what I could do to uh, blot out sound um, from my windows because I like to record on the weekends and been playing with sort of like cramming myself into my closet and draping um towels over my head, all kinds of different ways to absorb sound and create more insulation and less outdoor sound for myself. And so I looked at my room at one point and was like, oh my goodness, I have already crowded myself into this tiny room where I do my day job and sleep. And now also I'm collecting (laughs) cardboard boxes in the hopes of, you know, making better sound quality on my podcast. And what it made me think about was when do you identify as the thing that you are right like there was a switch sort of happening with me seeing myself as a podcaster because I was thinking deeply all the time during the day about ooh what if i added this to my room what would what would the sound quality of this be you know researching microphones that might be better researching Sound pops, I think they're called, or pop mics, you know, these uh, screens that go over your microphone and help pop filter, I think is the word, and they help uh, filter out the sound that your mouth makes when you talk so you don't get extra pops on it, all this kind of stuff, right? Trying to find a really um, suitable place uh, to do this on a regular basis, And, and then also just being regular about it, being consistent, trusting that now that I've published five and I'm sort of hitting a groove, not quite a groove where I feel for sure this is going to happen every week, but I sort of expect it of myself. Right. And I was thinking about what is it. And this is such an interesting thing because I think it goes two ways. There's a way in which we See ourselves as an artist, right? You either see yourself as a painter because you have canvases and and paints, and there's a place where you go and paint, and there's a place where you showcase your paintings, um, or there's the opposite, which is that through the act of painting, you end up showing yourself, proving to yourself that you are a painter. And I think maybe those things toggle back and forth, like. I think part of the difficulty of the past few weeks of really starting a podcast was I was taking the right action, but my brain and my identity of myself, my definition of myself had not caught up with, I am a podcaster. I'm still not quite there yet. That's still not an identity that I hold, but I think through continuing to take consistent action, through setting up a studio, through figuring out how to do this, through actually being able to point at my platform, my Buzzsprout and my website and be like, Hey, look, I've got five episodes out. Like this is a thing. It becomes more of an identity shift because I, I can point at it and my brain sort of wraps its mind around it. And so this comes back to this question that we always circle around, which is how do you validate whether or not you are an artist? You know, one of the, I think the toughest, uh, for actors is, um, or the toughest is, I think, with actors because we get into this thing of when I'm cast in a show, when I paid for my acting. And those can be fairly elusive things, or they can even be I think of it like an iceberg a lot. They can be peak experiences that happen every once in a while. Even really successful actors don't work every single day, they work maybe a few months out of the year. Shooting a film takes two months, maybe three if you're lucky. Um, being on a TV show, you can do an episode here, an episode there, maybe you fly in for two days, and that's it. And so a really successful year can be three guest stars, you know, you're on three different shows, and you were there maybe for a couple days. And that was a great year. And maybe the next year you make a movie. And that's three months. And that's your year of work. So and if you're building towards that kind of level of success and consistency, you might be working a lot less. And so how do you hold on to this idea of yourself? You know, it's so different, I think, from someone who is maybe a pianist and gets to come home and work on their pieces or what I've discovered with music, with playing the guitar and singing. You can go to open mics and perform. My friend has been doing stand-up comedy. You can go to open mics and perform. You could be writing jokes every day. There are a lot of other crafts where the making of the thing allows you to identify with that artistry and call yourself that artist um which i think is actually what led me to making music and what led me to podcasting right this sort of desire for a shorter feedback loop a i made a thing and now i know that it is in the world and it has been like released you know and in, in a way that acting is meant to be in front of a audience. Also, it's not really, there are so many things you can do as an actor to train, to prepare yourself, to stay in the zone. I'm always in class. I'm always, you know, researching and (laughs) watching TV counts as research, which is like amazing. Um, you know, but really watching genres, thinking about, Oh, in this kind of sci-fi stuff, this is a skill set. And this kind of a TV show, like this stillness is really important. And this kind of comedy, having more physicality is really, um, is really warranted and really important to the storytelling, right? Like there are ways that you can really actively think about the kind of, um, acting styles that exist and are important in the world, but in terms of actually performing in terms of getting in front of people and doing the thing that you do, that can happen so much less and also not in your control when that happens. Often you can produce stuff. There are lots of ways you can take control, but at a certain point that can be very expensive and very time consuming. And there is a place of sort of waiting. And, and so I think it's why I spend time wondering about, especially for actors, because that's where it comes from. For me, this insecurity creeps in kind of quickly, I think of I am not an actor unless I'm on a TV show or I'm not an actor unless, you know, I've friends who haven't performed in two years. I mean, the pandemic was definitely a really fallow period, but even before that, friends who've come off a really successful run of a show, you know, done Broadway or a tour of a Broadway show for a year and that ends and it can be a year before you do something else. And it's the weird nature of the business. And it can be so easy to then fall out of that identity of this is who I am. And this is what I do. And I debate this a lot with friends because I have a day job that I'm really proud of and really grateful for. And I love my team and I love feeling productive during the day and feeling responsible to people and getting things done. But I get very twisted up in my own head about If I'm good at this thing and I do it well and I'm of service in this way, and then I'm not acting, I'm not performing, I'm not in front of people sharing those gifts, then identity wise, am I still an actor? And so, what I invite you to consider is sort of again, right? There's everything flows from our thoughts. So, oftentimes, if we are telling ourselves, I am not an artist. Then you're not gonna pick up the paintbrushes and find the canvas. You're not gonna pick up the guitar and practice. You're not gonna go to an open mic because it doesn't, it's not who you are, it's not how you see yourself. And conversely, if you are telling yourself those things, this is where like visualization I think is really hard but really important as a skill set. Because if you do believe in the absence of all evidence, right? I am an actor. I have this gift to show the world. I have this, um, this thing inside of me to share. Then from that thought and that belief, you will take action. You will find ways to audition. You will find opportunities to perform. You will find table reads and, um, and, and readings of plays, you know, in front of the, uh, people who are looking to workshop a play will often have it read um, with a bunch of actors without fully producing it. So there's not a set, but you get a sense of what the play is and they're looking for actors to do readings of it. Um, You'll find web series to do, right? You'll just, you'll look for opportunities to share your gifts, knowing that that is the thing that you do. And you'll find ways to really imbue your daily practice, whatever that looks like with, energy and importance because it aligns with this belief that you are someone who does this the same way that I'm finding myself collecting cardboard boxes and trying to figure out how to soundproof my apartment and my bedroom and my closet because I'm starting to see myself as someone who is a podcaster and I don't know that I love that label or that name but right but someone who does this thing and it is important to her that she does it well is then collecting is taking action in order to do it well collecting and then in and collecting evidence that this is what she does. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? It, it flows from a thought and then into action. And then the action proves the thought. And so you get to reinforce for yourself that that's who you are. And so if you're finding yourself wanting to be any kind of different artist, if it's crochet that you're wanting to pick up and you keep kind of dithering about it and you're like, what is up with that? This thing that I really care about that I want to get good at and it's not happening. Maybe it's about making time to go to the Oh, God, is it wool that you crochet with the yarn store um, and pick up materials for it? Right. Maybe it's allowed giving yourself time to even like a budget to go and buy the paints, the oil paints or the canvas, giving yourself time, uh, a budget of time. Maybe Saturday mornings you get to spend time with this thing. Maybe as a musician, you're playing five minutes a day or half an hour a day. Right. Like really looking at. If the thing, the artistry matters to you where's the time spent on it because what's so fascinating is sort of the opposite which is that you're telling yourself, you're an artist, you're telling yourself you're a musician or a painter and you're not producing and that's going to have cognitive dissonance. So like looking at your schedule, when's the last time you made time to go to the studio, to go to a dance class, to go and pick up the guitar and play. If you have closer, um, less cognitive dissonance, right? If you're saying that you're a musician and you're picking up the guitar every day, then that identity gets reinforced. And you can also believe yourself in that way. Whereas if you're saying that you're a thing and you're not doing the thing, you're going to really question who it is that you are and who you believe yourself to be. So lots of room to explore if you're feeling sort of out of sorts with the kind of artist that you want to be, the kind of stuff you want to create in the world and how it's not getting made and where you can look at are my actions reflecting my identity and or is my identity not something I'm believing enough in in order to take the action I want to be taking. With that, I'll leave you. Have a wonderful week, my friends.